Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. Thank you, Lord. You're going to receive something. I'm not just doing this to do this, not just to please me to get you to stand up. I'm going to pray. If you can't stand up, that's okay. I just want you to just lift your hand, lift your right hand in agreement, and I want you to, to receive. Lord, I thank you that Anchor Church is going to be a people of prayer. That everybody online, I I can see people in their living rooms raising their hand. I can see people at their desk raising their hand. I can see people uh, raising their hand wherever they're at watching us today. And I pray right now and believe that you said you wanted to make us a people of prayer. We will be a people of prayer. We will be a people of power. We will be firebrands that pray. And I thank you for a release that, Lord, that we humble ourselves. Lord, we we seek your face. Lord, we pray and we turn from our wicked ways. And God, we we want this to happen every day so that we'll be people of prayer. I, de- I decree right now, prayers that have been blocked by people in this room are going to be released through this teaching right now. That keys are going to be given to you to open the lock, that prodigals are coming home, that doors are opening, that you're going to relinquish your control, that you're going to trust God once and for all. You're going to trust God, let it in his hands, and have joy that you're going to get the wisdom about this constant attack that's been attacked you, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, I declare spirits of suicide will be broken off. I declare spirits of uh, fear will be broken off. I declare that sickness and disease will be canceled out in people's lives, that prayers will be answered, not just for us, but for the people around us, our families, and the next generation. In Jesus' name, I declare we'll all have a sound mind. We will have the mind of Christ. We will have freedom. We will leave this place with hope. We will leave this place in power. We will leave this place in boldness. We will go into the world, and we will pray, and we will tear down strongholds in Jesus' name, and things that have crippled us for many years, we will be released from. People are being released from fatigue. People are being released from depression. People are being released from all manner of things right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay. When I, when I first started praying as a Christian, I want to share something with you. I first started praying 33 years ago. I knew nothing about prayer. How many became a Christian? You knew nothing about prayer. The only prayer I ever knew was now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep that little prayer. And I knew, God, if you get me out of this, I'll, I'll do something for you. That's it. If I don't go to jail, we're good. Whatever. That's all I knew. Came to God. I said, God, I need to know how to pray. I knew I needed to know how to pray. He gave me the address of prayer for my life. I'm going to share it with you. The address for prayer is 333 Jeremiah Street. 333 Jeremiah Street. He may, this, this is not, I'm going to turn to Jeremiah 33 and 3. You can write that in your Bible. Maybe you can remember it that way like I did. But the, the address of prayer is 333 Jeremiah Street. All right, um, Jeremiah 33, 3, he said, call to me, I will answer you, amen. How many, how many knows we're still not to the technology yet where you can think about your phone calling somebody and it'll do it, but it's coming. There's weird stuff coming, weird stuff coming I don't want to be a part of. But as of right now, to, to call somebody, you have to pick up the phone and say, call. 
or type their number in or whatever. But he said, call to me and I will answer you. God says, you call, I will. You call, I will. Not Pastor Mike calls, right? Not the priest calls, not the church calls. You individually, you call. There's somebody calling. You call, and I will answer. He will. This is not just a verse. This is a promise. You call, he will answer. You. He will answer you. He will, little old me, yeah, little old you. He will answer you. I don't know anything. It's okay. I think it's better that way. I honestly think learning to pray with power is better if you've had no history. If nobody's ever taught you, you've got to pray in King James English and get a different voice on. Amen? First time I prayed out loud, people said, you don't sound like a professional. I felt defeated. God said, that's a, that's a blessing. They just complimented you. I don't want you to be a professional. I want you to pray from your heart. You pray like Mike talks. Amen? He said, I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. How many, how many need to know something right now you don't know? Everybody should have their hand raised because we all need to know there's stuff we don't know and we need to know. And God says, I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Amen? You know, I've had to even, even had to take before uh, doctor's advice. And how many know doctors are great, but they just practice medicine? But Jesus is the great physician. And I don't want to throw a shadow of skepticism on all doctors because I don't, I don't feel that way. But I want to tell you something. When there's times when somebody uh, wants you to take a drug or, or do something. You need to know. Taking a drug will not, if you take blood pressure medicine, it's not going to stop God from healing your blood pressure. If you get hearing aids, it's not going to stop God from popping your hearing open and you can throw them things away. It doesn't stop that. There's times that God takes us through stuff, but we just need to know the things we don't know. Should I or shouldn't I? Amen. And here's another thing. If you don't want to do something, you need to know it's God, not just your stubbornness that you don't want to do it. Well, I don't want to go to the doctor. Well, I don't either. Amen. But there's sometimes it's wise. Well, I don't want to take this medication. Well, there's sometimes it's wise because it's keeping you alive till your faith gets where you're getting healed. Right? So you need to know. I, I almost died of stubbornness when my appendix burst. I waited eight days to go to the doctor. I wasn't really in faith. I didn't want to go to the doctor. Didn't have time. Amen. My, my family cried and said, please go to the hospital. I said, wait till I mow the yard. If they keep me, I don't want to have high grass. <laughs> Amen. And, and, you know, it was God that the head, I had a brand new weed eater, no lie, brand new weed eater, used it one time, fired up that weed eater. When I pulled it, I hurt so bad, I felt like I was going to split apart. I, I ran that weed eater, I went, zzz, zzz, and the head flew off. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, I can't, I can't mow the yard, so I said, I'll go to the hospital. And they said, if I wouldn't have got there when I did, you know, I already had gangrene. I already I had, had a lot of problems. It took 21 days in intensive care. But I was being stubborn. I wasn't walking in faith. I was walking in stubbornness, hoping God would bless it. Amen. Fast forward. Fast forward. They wanted to give me an injection a few years ago that, that was not, it, it wasn't for me. Me and Sandy knew it wasn't for me. We prayed. We knew to say no to that. 
We knew. We prayed. We knew. We had a word. It's always good to have a word from here. This trumps every other word, every other prophecy, every other thing you ever get. This trumps it. And what God speaks to you individually, it may not be. The individual paths vary. Amen. But your faith works for you if it's God's faith. Hallelujah. I got to move along. So this is not only address, it's, it's, it, it's prayer. Now, if you want to copy this, I'll give you this, okay? I'll get it to you somehow. I'll get Jenny or, or somebody to get it. But I'm going to call this a little troubleshooting guide for your prayer life. How many have ever bought a, a piece of equipment and it gives you a troubleshooting guide? Why it won't start? <laughs> What's wrong? This is brand new. Why won't it run? What I want to do, I'm going to give you a troubleshooting guide for your prayer life because it takes out the mysticism out of prayer. God gives us a clear troubleshooting guide if there's something wrong with our prayer life. Amen? It's clear. That way we don't have to sit around wondering, is God mad at me? God doesn't answer my prayer. That's just a bunch of devil junk. That if you have a troubleshooting guide, which we do, it's a clear troubleshooting guide. I'm just going to pull it out for you. I did the work. Praise God. I did the work for you. All you got to do is put it to practice. Amen. It's from 33 years of troubleshooting. <laughs> and believe me, I have said before, God, it feels like you've left me. You're not answering my prayer. What is wrong with me? I've repented from my sin, the sin of my mom, the sin of my grandma, the sin of my great-grandma, the sin of my fish, the sin of my dog, the sin of my cat, the sin of everybody. And thought, what is wrong with me? Because I had no troubleshooting guy. So I pray this helps you young people, especially. Well, everybody. But number one, troubleshooting guy. Let's look at what could be wrong. The number one hindrance to prayer being answered is that people don't pray. The number one hindrance to your prayers being answered as a Christian is people don't pray. I don't know what the latest statistics is, but the last I saw, it was like 28% of Christians pray more than grace. And many don't even say grace. Grace should not be a ritual. Go overseas and eat some of the places we've eaten. Amen. And they served me donkey sausage one time. That'll make you pray. All I knew was it was blood red. I didn't know it was donkey till after the fact. But I'm glad we prayed. <laughs> Amen. I don't know how they make that. But I know the hands that prepared it just got done putting manure in the garden. You know, and they don't wash like we wash, and they don't use hot water, and they don't have hot water, and they don't, you know, it's a whole different world. It, it, it adds to your grace. It adds to that scripture, if I eat any deadly thing, it won't hurt me. Well, that's some restaurants around here too, but I won't name any. But listen... <clears throat> The number one hindrance to prayer is we don't pray. Christians don't pray. I believe a lot of Christians don't pray. I believe the fact that they don't pray is because they, I'm just going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, is because they don't understand prayer. They don't understand the power of prayer. Now, if you understand prayer and you're not praying, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm, tisk tisk, you need to repent. Right? Ken always says I say repent and then I smile, but I'm trying to catch myself. But we, we need to repent. Um, there, people hindrance to prayer is number one people don't pray they don't grow in prayer prayer grows they don't pray enough to be effective the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much 
effectual, learning to be effectual is something that grows as you grow and you realize that you're done praying for a something because you feel this release from the inside, not from the outside. You're not looking for circumstances to change. You're, you change on the inside and you get a release. I'm done praying for that. It's done. And then all you have to do is praise God for it. Hallelujah. The other night with that episode with me at Firebrand, I, I had people with all levels of prayer praying for me. But, you know, and that's awesome. But I, I was blessed to watch my family, my wife and my two daughters, praising God and jumping up and down because that's the highest form. He got it. He's okay. They stood their post and they prayed like they've been taught. Amen. When you can praise God and believe that he's done it without having to do anything else, that's faith. Amen. Nothing wrong with people. The Bible says pray with all prayer. So I'm inviting everybody to just enter into the arena of prayer. It says, well, all lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Not the preacher. Everybody can lay hands on the sick and recover. I want 100% of people in here laying hands on the sick and see them recover. I want you to bring them healed people to church and I'll let them testify. And we'll all rejoice. Amen. All right. So it's become... Prayer has, if, if you're not praying, prayer hasn't become a necessity to you yet. Or, or prayer, you're having a hard time forming the discipline of a disciple to pray every day. I did that. We all do that. How many, how many have prayed? You get up and you decide, this week, Monday, just like a diet. I'm going to pray, and, and you, you maybe you pray a half hour or whatever, and then you don't pray for three days. You, you haven't yet understood that it's life. Now, if we pulled your food away for that day, for three days, you'd get hangry, wouldn't you? I know some people get real hangry, like they'd be throwing stones. Amen? I mean, I'm going to eat. I want to eat now. Come on, don't y'all look so religious at me. I know some people will be upset. Well, listen. You've got to get to the place where it's like water and food. Your prayer is like water and food. Jesus said, I have meat to eat that you don't know about. A person of prayer will understand that my prayer life is, is, uh, is the most important thing. I don't even like to call it prayer. I call it a meeting. It's a meeting with God. That way when people want me to do something, i got a meeting. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.